You're listening to a Shockcast original. Shock. Hello, welcome to the Podball Sportscast. I am Faisal American and with me is Nicholas John. Hello. And Karami Kamel. Hey Faisal, hey Nick. This is the Euro Extravaganza. Uh, we are almost done. One more match away. Now, um, looking back at the tournament, right, there's been a lot of upsets. Let's talk about the group of death, shall we? Um, all three teams that were expected to advance from the group of death did advance, but they didn't get much further than that. Uh, what do you guys think? I, I think the biggest shock uh, out of the three of that was was France because they lost in the last 16 to Switzerland uh, on penalties. Uh, and that was a surprise, not just because it's Switzerland that they lost to, but also because this was a team that boasted star players like Karim Benzema and Kylian Mbappe and Antoine Griezmann, Pogba was there, N'Golo Kante was there. So for a team so full of stars to lose so early to a team like Switzerland in the manner in which they lost, they were what, what three one up at one point, right? Yeah, and then they, they let in those two goals towards the end of, of uh, the 90 minutes. So that was not just a shock, but it was also quite a disappointment in, in, in my view at least. Yeah, I think Karim Benzema played a big part in France's exit of the tournament because uh, they were doing so well uh, during the 2018 World Cup. They they won the World Cup without Benzema. They had Griezmann and Mbappe up front who was terrorizing defense. But Didier Deschamps' decision to include Benzema, no, no disrespect to Benzema, he did well uh, in the past season in the La Liga, but the French team needs to, needs to I think, adapt to the to Benzema's role, right? So Mbappe and Griezmann played slightly different role compared to the 2018 campaign. Maybe that's that's that could be the reason why that they they did not perform like they were expected to. Another shocker was uh, Germany losing to England. Uh, did you guys expect uh, Germany to crash out so early? I. Honestly, did not because I did think that the match was going to penalties again and England would lose again. But well, hey, they say that Southgate is the is the god right now. Maybe maybe he is. He's doing he's doing a great job though because he has a great team. Uh, England has a great team, great group of young players: Foden, uh, Bukayo Saka, uh, who else? Uh, Jack Grealish, even coming from the bench, is playing playing well. I I do say I am surprised that. England made it past Germany. But I mean, it, it was bound to happen, wasn't it? How, how many times can you lose to Germany? You know, <laughs> it, it, is, it was bound to happen eventually. And I guess, it, you know, it, it happened now. You know, it just would have been more dramatic if it was like, you know, like a sudden death penalty shootout or something. Like. Yeah, yeah. Let's uh, stay on Germany for a while. It is a disappointing finale for uh, manager Joachim Love. Do you think he will stay on uh, managing, let's say, another club, or will he retire? I don't see. I don't see him managing another club. Uh, he did say that he wanted a temporary break, but managing a club is totally different than managing a country, right? To me personally, I don't think I don't see him managing a club. Not to play down his part in the Germans national team but he he did act exceptionally well in the past 15 16 years i guess they won they won the world cup in 2014 
he had a great squad and the squad just the players just ended the time it, it, uh, was, it was just in recent years right that the germany started going on the decline especially in the nations yeah, that, league and all last year exactly because uh, the players such like ozil kadira close podolski they've grown older so it's bound to happen so they need new bloods into in the team Speaking of him managing club football, do you even remember where he was before he took over Germany? Of course, I just no idea, right? <laughs> I guess this is where my Google fool will come in handy. So before Germany, he was in charge of uh, Austria Wien, Tirol Innsbruck. He started uh, his management career in 1994 with Frauenfeld. After that, it was Stuttgart and then Fenerbahce. All this was in the late 90s. Stuttgart and Fenerbahce that's quite surprising I didn't know that It's quite a good okay. resume though So there you go <laughs> Well but then there, there are all this quote and quote like you know smaller uh, national teams that he can take charge of if he still wants I'm sure if he goes to maybe what Hungary they'd happily accept him Yeah yeah, yeah definitely Malaysia definitely would and I don't think we can afford him <laughs> You never know you never know World Cup winner you know Moving on from Germany, right? After their win, England took on uh, Ukraine and smashed them 4-0. Uh, I, I think England was expected to win this one, but what was surprising was uh, the the score line for this. Four was, was you know, not, I wouldn't say a shock, uh, but we, we didn't expect Ukraine to just like capitulate to, to such an extent. Uh, also interesting to see that Harry Kane finally had a very, very quiet group stage and then to finally like breakthrough and he got I think two two goals right Kane in, in, yep. in this match yeah, yeah so good win for England Italy defeated Belgium 2-1 uh, to me this is a shock because Belgium came into the tournament as favourites while Italy who did not make the World Cup in 2018 and had I they don't really have a world class player in their squad so I really was rooting for Belgium in this match but Surprisingly, Italy uh, played as a team, played as a unit. I, something that Roberto Mancini did to to turn the team around, which was absolutely brilliant. It was a shock and it was a great performance by the Italians as well. Yeah, uh, Insigne even scored a goal, the striker. Uh, it was a great, great match. And just, I feel sorry for the Belgians because this was touted as their next golden generation, right? And most of the players are heading towards the end of their career. So it's a, it's a shame that the players do not have any titles or trophies to show. The another quarterfinal saw Spain uh, beating Switzerland. Yeah, I guess this one was one step too far for for Switzerland after the shock uh, the, the shock that they pulled off over France in the last round. Uh, people were rooting for them, you know, to like get another scalp and all that. Uh, but Spain were just too strong. This one went to penalties, uh, right? If I'm not mistaken, three three yeah three one on penalties uh, for Spain. So yeah, not 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 really a surprise in in my eyes. I think. Uh, It's not their best, Spain were not at their best, but going up against a team like Switzerland, they were just too strong. And finally, uh, Denmark defeated the Czech Republic 2-1. Uh, to me, this is the most exciting match because we really don't know which team would go through to the semis. Uh, but I'm pretty sure that the whole world is rooting for Denmark because of the Christian Eriksen's incident. Unfortunately, they, the, the Danes took a 2-0 lead in the first half and they managed to keep the Czech at bay and advance to the semi-finals, which, which was a brilliant, brilliant performance, uh, a brilliant, brilliant atmosphere. I think it was in the stadium. Uh, the fans enjoyed it. The neutrals enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. So kudos to the Danes. 
Of course, after that, it was the semis. Uh, two great, great, great matches. Uh, first up, Italy defeated Spain 4-2 on penalties. Um, the game ended one all at the end of uh, extra time. Uh, well, uh, earlier, Kara mentioned that it, it, it was a bit of an upset that Italy defeated Belgium. Uh, but I actually, on the other hand, think that uh, it would have been an upset if you had the, the Italy of old coming and beating Belgium. But at this tournament, uh, this is just a different squad. Uh, Roberto Mancini has brought a bit of that, that Man City magic over to them. So uh, I, I think that this is a, a very good, very entertaining Italy squad to watch. And you know who would have thought you know, years ago that we'd say Italy is you know, in, interesting to watch. But here we are. This particular match, I think there were bits of it where it was getting quite boring. But at the, at the end, uh, the, the Italians hung out on, on, on penalties. And uh, yeah, worthy, worthy finalists in my view. Yeah, very, very worthy. Um, and it's amazing what uh, Mancini has done to a team that failed to qualify for the last World Cup. Yeah, yeah and they're on a 33-match unbeaten run, right, in all competition. Yeah, and, and it helps, like Kara mentioned earlier, that they don't have a star player, like that one superstar. Everybody is kind of like on equal footing and, and playing as a team and all that. So that helps as well. Just to highlight that both their centre-backs, I think, uh, Cialini and Bonucci, they are both, what, 35, 36 Co- years old? Combined age of 70 or something. Yes, exactly. And they are really, really doing a good job at the tournament, preventing opponents from scoring, defending. Amazing. Right, so the uh, Italy squad, um, you mentioned age just now, right? In the final, they will be taking on one of the youngest teams in the competition, England. Uh, England went through to the final after beating uh, Denmark 2-1. They needed extra time to do it. Remarkable progress for England also, don't you think? Totally, definitely remarkable. Like I said before, Southgate has done a great job. But in my honest opinion, I thought this is where England was going to choke again, you know? (laughs) They almost yeah. did. <laughs> they almost did. Because, like I said, the, the, whole world, the whole world is rooting for Denmark and the Dane took the lead from a brilliant free kick. Did you, did you guys see the free kick? There was a rocket of a shot. Like, it was awesome. My word. And then, luckily that they came back, England came back uh, through an own goal that took the match to extra time. But in the second half, England totally dominated the game. Uh, the Danish were on their back foot most of the time. The penalty, though, was quite soft to me. Uh, but... You know, it is what it is. And Harry Kane scored. Now, Harry Kane has the chance to win the Golden Boot, you know? Who would have thought after the group stage, right? It just could be England's tournament this time around, you know? Because the Golden Glove is definitely Jordan Pickford's. They have a chance now to win their first European trophy. And maybe Harry Kane can just put the icing on the cake with the Golden Boot Award. With two more goals, yeah. Yeah, and they always say that that luck plays a part in it. And this uh, semi-final, this particular semi, showed that uh, luck is on their side. Like you mentioned, there was a bit of a soft penalty that they that they got awarded, and then it was an own goal as well. So luck is on their, their side. And their route to the final was also much much more easier to say compared to the Italians. And they played all but one of their matches at Wembley. Exactly, which is a bit of an unfair <laughs> advantage, if you ask me. Okay, this brings us to the final, Italy and England, uh, Monday, 3 a.m. Malaysian time. 
Will England bring it home? Do you think? Uh, I think. Well, look, okay, I'm I'm looking at this from like an, a neutral uh, point of view, right? I I honestly think that England uh, does have a very good chance for all the reasons that we mentioned earlier. Luck being one of it, the fact that it's being played uh, at Wembley, the fact that all their players seem to be kind of like hitting their stride at the right time, you know, in the tournament. Players like. Uh, Sterling, uh, who's like Graylish, have been awesome. Kane is finding his, his, his mark again. And um, this is also an England team that is, if you remember the, the England teams of old, they were just a bunch of spoiled diva crybabies with you know, all kinds of scandals happening here and there, making headlines for the wrong reasons. Now we have an England team where everyone is doing their talking on the field. Uh, Gareth Southgate is, is, is you know one of the most Likeable people, likeable managers, one of the nicest guys out there. Uh, so the fans love them. The players are performing. I really think this could be the idea. I mean, not to jinx them or anything, but I think it could happen. I agree with Nick. I totally agree with Nick. This could be the idea because they are playing. They are really playing as a unit. And I, we don't hear any scandals coming out of the locker room or anything from the. Sports. No wags. Yes, exactly. No wags. Uh, Southgate is doing a great job keeping all the players happy. Who would have thought that Jack Grealish would be okay coming from the bench? <laughs> and where was he last season, right? In, in, in yes. The Premier League. Of all people, Phil Foden is not even a regular in this tournament who had a great season with Manchester City and they won the, the league. So kudos to Gareth Southgate. But don't think that it's going to be a walk in the park against the Italians because they definitely put up a fight. Uh, Mancini, pretty sure he knows quite well of all the English players. We might see a rather boring match than an entertaining match because the Italians, right? They, they defended well. Um, just looking forward to it, but I'm pretty sure it's not going to be a goals galore in the match. According to their head-to-head, England have lost 11 times to Italy. They've only won eight, as well as uh, eight draws. Now, the last competitive outing was in the uh, 2014 World Cup. Uh, Italy won that 2-1. Well, the last time they appeared um, in any match was in a friendly in the 2018. That one ended in a one-all draw. So that's your useless trivia for the day. <laughs> uh, but back to what Nick said before, this if it's, if it's going to happen for England, this could be the tournament that it could happen because of the, the things that Nick said before, right? Because they have the team, they have the squad, they have the luck playing at their own stadium. I still think that England's going to choke though, but I hope <laughs> I hope they prove me wrong. <laughs> I hope they prove me wrong. No, but you see, here, here's the thing, and, and this is also what we've already mentioned. Italy has a, a superb defence in, in Chiellini and Bonucci. So... Kane and Sterling will have to get past them. And then also for, for England's defence, they're going to have to, 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 to fend off the attack of Insigne, uh, Chiesa, Immobile has been, in, has been good as well. Like we've mentioned and what people have been saying about this Italy squad, they're entertaining, they pass the ball, they attack, they're doing all the things that the old Italian team doesn't do. We may say, yeah, England is, is, is all, you know, everything's falling into place for England, but it, it will not be easy. But as, as a neutral, I can tell you that if you, if you had asked me like five years ago, would you like to see England take on Italy in the finals? No, nah, it would have been a boring final. But <laughs> this Italy against this England squad is, is actually worth watching, I think. Fun fact, England has only considered one goal in this tournament, which is the match against Denmark, which was from a set piece. So, so no goals in open play. No goals in open play. Yeah. So England are doing quite well. And the first goal they concede in open play will be the one that sends loses them the, the <laughs> title. <laughs> oh, that could be painful. Nick. That could be painful for them. 
But regardless of what happens, it's still a very young team. So it's only bright days ahead uh, to come. Obviously, especially with the World Cup next year. That's what they say when they when Rooney break into the international tournament, international scene. I mean, well, Rooney's teammates were a bunch of you know like diva, spoiled diva crybabies. You know, this is a team that yeah, like 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 Faisal mentioned, it, it's actually worth keeping an eye on them. Hopefully, they'll be able to to maintain sort of like the core of the squad. Everyone keeps up their fitness. The, the World Cup's only what next year, right? Next year. Yeah, next year. Yeah, so it's not not very long to go. So it, it it's close enough that. If England go on to win this tournament, they can bring that momentum along with them into the World Cup as well.